0: Actually, I got to, uh, something that looks like me. Something that looks like me, but uh, stuff <laughs>
1: it's it's Friday. Happy Halloween. <laughs> uh,
0: anybody knocking at your door, Joe?
1: No, no, not yet. Not yet.
0: No, not yet. Uh, all the trick or treaters have been here. They've, they've eaten us out of house and home. Uh, but uh, as always, we are here uh, to talk Newcastle United, and uh, wow, another win, Joe. And this one, a comprehensive. Thrashing of Aston Villa. Sub on the Tyne is no more. Um, they can sub in the, the, the Villa uh for, for the rest of their eternity for all our care. But what a result. Um first half, not uh not what we were expecting. Um uh, to be honest. Villa came and hurried and harassed us, but um second half, wow, Newcastle United when they turn it on these days can turn it on, and that was that was brilliant, wasn't it?
1: You know, one of the uh, one of the things we've not seen for a long time, Steve, is it is gears. We've not seen levels, um, and yeah, I thought the first half was terrible. It was scrappy. Um, I got that awful feeling that they'd come with one of them ridiculous game plans. They were doing everything they possibly could to break the match up. There were, uh, you know, lots of time spent on the floor. It seemed like every time we just got a bit of momentum, um, there'd be another injury that would break it up and and, and back, at, back at us, that would come. Um, and of course, then the goalkeeper, you know, the, 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 there's that ridiculous moment where he's clearly got a head injury. Clearly, the guy's not right. We ended up with about 10 minutes injury time, I think. And in the 50th of those minutes, um, obviously, we get the penalty kick. And I think from the very second that that whistle was blown, I think we just absolutely annihilated them, Steve. Um, I'd love to know what Eddie Howe said to them at um, at half time because it was literally we came out, we scored two, we scored three, we got the fourth, we at the we at the woodwork twice, um, we were unlucky on a few occasions. And, you know, on another day, we could have beat them 7-8-0. Um, and I don't think, given that second-half performance, it, it, it would have flattered us, to be honest. Um, you know, the, the, we talked about it on Friday. Villa had that kind of, you know, spring in the step a little bit when Gerard went. Uh, great result the week before, but they were nowhere near whether. I, I don't remember him really having a shot. Uh, I can't remember Nick Pope doing a great deal. Um, I don't think they took a corner. If they did, it won't have been any more than two. Um, And we just went on and on and on. And of course, whenever you give the ball to Miguel Almer on 20 yards out, you know where it's going these days. Um, And that was just a stunning finish. Uh, Big Joe gets his goal. Um, You know, we get three points. We're touching third in the league and we've smashed Aston Villa. So what a weekend.
0: Mm, fantastic, mate, and um, great time to be a Newcastle United fan. And uh, as I've said before, this used to be the five minute rant. Now I like, think we'll have to rename it the five minute rave or something with it being at the Monday club. It's, <laughs> it is fantastic. As always, uh, plenty to talk about, as I say tonight, and um, we'll get on our first caller. Darren beat everybody to it tonight, as usual. Uh, Darren, good evening, mate.
2: Hello, How mate. Right, how's it going? Brilliant, mate! Absolutely,
0: absolutely brilliant, mate! And um, yeah, you know another another great win. We saw you pre match, um, you were you were buzzing, looking forward to getting up there. Um, we were all full of predictions. I think in those, you know, maybe you know, maybe it was a few weeks ago, we were a little bit, you know, you know, reluctant to make bold predictions. But there was a few three nils and four nils kicking around at the weekend, and
2: uh, I, I said I thought two 0 personally, or two one, but. The third side as I said, Joe, like Villa just mm-hmm. played the worst tactics ever to frustrate us. And it did kind of work a little bit because our passing wasn't great. Bruno missed passing, yeah. long stuff, missed passing. It kind of got got to the players, you could tell. But then and now the keep the keeper situation, you should go up the pitch straight away. It's a head injury. What's it's, it's disgusting that it can't go up the pitch. Yeah. It's it's not right. The rules are the rules, head injury concussion get him up the pitch for his own safety, keep him on the pitch and he goes down to waste more time mm. later on. Mm. Um, but like, like you said, we've got the goal at the right time and he just knew we're going to win from there because Villa had to come out and play and Villa couldn't play. That was, they were useless. They were Boston from the from first minute of second off to the, to the last minute of second off from top of to the Boston all the way. Any man of the match
0: for you? I know it's always difficult when we have such a performance like that because there's, you know, it's a team effort. But was there anyone who stood out for you, Darren? Second, half? Oh,
2: it's going to kill Joe this week. But Sean Longstaff, <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> I'd hate to see it, Joe, but he had a good second half. I'll give you that one.
3: I'll give you that one.
2: He's one of them unsung heroes on Saturday for the second yeah, half, man. Just. He covered he'd, how much ground he covered, and now uh, Callum Hudson got two goals. He's fair enough, but if you, I like the look the players who does who, who didn't get a mention, you know, but it yeah. kills. And I, I'm not sure lots of to be fair, but you've got to give him credit. <laughs> Joey he, he covered some ground on Saturday in the second yes. half, mind you, and he was he had a good game, and um yes.
1: He did fantastically well, Darren. And I think one of the things for me, you know, we touched on it last week, didn't we? Thinking about he's turning around all of a sudden now. There wasn't a great amount of competition. All of a sudden, you've got John Joe Shelby chompman at the bit. You know, Longstaff's got the shirt. Longstaff deserves the shirt. And is it going to be a case of, I'm keeping the shirt? And I think that's fab. So I think Long may continue. But yeah, I thought he was excellent. Um, completely pick up on your point about Bruno. And again, here comes the controversy. Arguably, that was his worst game for Newcastle, particularly in the first half. You know, he looked a little bit off it, didn't he? Um, You know, but again, it's nice, isn't it, that if he's maybe off it a touch, Longstaff's had a great game. Willock was steady away again. Joe Linton, and he's now... Out of position, position, going back up front, if you like. Um, He got his goal, worked tirelessly, like you say, two for Wilson. But I think for me, again, being in the defenders' union, I've got to look at um, Sven Botman. I thought they could have put anything into the box, anything at all. Um, And a couple of times they got in behind. They were in behind Trippier. um, They were in behind Bern a couple of times, putting that ball into the box. And all day long, it was just interception, interception, interception. So I thought Botman was absolutely tremendous, but uh, but yeah, I'll I'll. It seems it's Halloween. I'll give you long stuff. <laughs> it's
0: interesting. Uh, it's in, it's it's interesting, Darren. The you know the Joe's picking out Bruno there because it, I've got to be honest, I I, I did turn to me dad at the match and say that I thought that was probably Bruno's worst first half for it, us. Just nothing went well. right. Do you think it was a bit of? Do you think it was a bit of pressure there with having the uh, the, the manager, the international manager, in the crowd?
2: Um, I wouldn't say a pre- I, I think has got the. They just come to do one thing to frustrate us and waste time, and like we we'll stop starting. And yes, the international manager, but I think he's in the squad anyway, Bruno for Brazil, mm-hmm. more or less. He, but then I just come, we were sitting there, we we're, weren't bored, but we were like 10 minutes at a time. It was just like disgraceful off of their behalf. And I was glad we got the goal when we did because second half, what he just knew we were going to win. Comfortable the second half. And uh, but I was happy with how we played that night. Like, I say, like we didn't play. Don't wrong, we didn't play a bad first half. just we're not used to having high standard. <laughs> that's, that's the trouble. Um, so it's, it's good to see, you know, we're, we're still winning. And- I, I just I just
1: wonder if it's something we're going to have to get used to. You know, the more we are winning, the more we're picking up points, the better we're playing. We're going to have to put up with the Everton's, the Aston Villas, the Bournemouth's, the Palaces. Coming to St. James's Park and just completely trying to 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 to, to wreck the game. I think it's something we're gonna to have to get used to, isn't it? But uh I tell you something, uh, you know, whatever was said at half time and whatever the lads did at half time, um, teams can come and spoil us all day long. If you come and attack us, you'll get the treatment Man City got. If you come and sit back against us, you'll get the second half that the Aston Villa got. So, um, I, you know, I, I I think it was a great result, great great result. And the beauty, I loved it. I took a photo actually. The beauty of the the away end, they were quite vocal at one point, and then a couple of them went for a pint, and then ten of them went for a pint, and before you know it, I think a thousand half of them had gone. Um, <laughs> And there was only about I think it was about 50 minutes left. And of the lads said they'll all be in Weatherby uh, services now. And I thought, yeah, you're dead right. Clearly they'd had enough. Um, it's just great. It just adds to it for me. I I, I loved seeing them disappear. It was fantastic. Uh,
2: yeah, I was talking to a couple of other fans on, on the way in the match, and they weren't looking forward to be fair. Like you say, like the, the new they knew their team was in a bad state after Gerald left them. Sure. And they said interesting things. So you were linked with Gerard against an what so glad so are we to get you all because as I keep on saying a lot of people just because you're a great player doesn't make you a great manager. Absolutely. And that's what he's lived yeah. off his name to be the Villas manager.
0: I think a big problem not wanting to turn this into a Villa debate but um, ultimately Tyrone Mings was his big downfall because Tyrone Mings was the captain and you know taking him Take the captaincy off him and then dropping him uh, from McGinn, who ultimately then didn't end up playing. In, you know, playing in the games. Um, it, it's a, it's a strange situation. You live and die by those kind of decisions as a manager, unfortunately. And um, ultimately, that's that's just the way it works.
1: But Steve, look at it. But but we've talked about it, and we look at the camaraderie. Look at the fact you talk about captains. There, you know, Jamal Lascelles came on towards the end of the game. What did Kieran Trippier do? He ran straight over to him. He, he took his armband off. He put it on the captain. He gave him a big pat on the back. And he said, how are you get yourself on, mate? You can't see Aston Villa doing something like that. You know, d- 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 we're treating our captain like that. You know, whether people rate him or not, whether people think he should be playing or not, whether people think he should be the captain over Trippier, all irrelevant. The fact is, we treat our captain like that. What you're talking about there is Aston Villa couldn't decide who the captain was, who the best player was and, and you know, and and what to do with the squad. And like Darren said, you know, you'd like to think that people like Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, for example, world-class footballers, uh, you'd like to think they had a bit more football and now about them. And I can't see, I think, I think, I think everything that Gerrard's doing is, you, you know, you, you, you're living on your name, Eddie Howe wasn't a fantastic footballer. I think he'd be the first to admit that. But I tell you some of what he is, is a fantastic coach. And that's the thing clubs like Aston Villa and Everton don't have. Um, So, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it, again, it speaks levels for me. It speaks absolute levels. We looked up for it. We looked like we'd run through a wall for each other. They looked absolutely down and out.
2: Yeah. If you see a morale, the players like, even like the on YouTube, they're going in, they're giving it even the, the staff high five, the security guards yeah. high five. It's so much morale in that team. Be, it, can, can't, it can't be broken. And, that, and for years we haven't had that. Even yeah. on the warm ups, you you've got six coaches with the players. the warm up, two goalkeeping coaches. And it's intent, it's an intent warm up. And they the at work on Sunday morning, trained again. I've got to tell right. it. So it's, that's what he wanted. said, I'm days off. He's like, get them. A- but I know, like they work of hard. In the fair, they've only got two, three games left, and then have a little break. Yeah. And then, but they say, go Sunday. We'll go against Sunday. We're not be afraid of you know. Like Sam's not a great team. If we play how we're playing, get another win. Yeah, good points
0: all round, Darren. Uh, we've got a few waiting tonight, mate. So uh, no, just no want to thank you as always for coming on, uh, and I'm sure I'll catch you at the next home game, mate. Right. So Thanks as always. Bye. Darren, right. Bye. See you, mate. Good to have Darren on, and next up is our friend from America. Good evening, James. You're early. You're early tonight. How are you?
4: Oh, I'm fine. I like this, this time change.
0: Well, it's because I've been filming today I'm shooting a movie in Newcastle and surrounding areas And today was the first day of filming So uh, we are going to be all over the place for the next couple of weeks with shows But I am endeavouring to still make it uh, for uh, maybe not a live There's plenty of pre-records done But yes, tonight, here we are live I'll be live tomorrow night as well with the Geordie's here, Geordie's there show Uh, But James, uh, your caption tonight says "Poor Villa
4: I detect a sense of sarcasm. No, it's the truth. They were poor. (laughs) They were very poor. Um, You can tell they just came up for one thing and that was a draw. There was, winning was the farthest thing from their mind and they unsettled us for the probably 30, 35 minutes and, you know, once the The penalty once we got that and it was just, you know, there's nothing else they can do. They had to they had to try. They had to come out of their the shape they were in and actually push for an equalizer. Once they happened, the floodgates opened and it was it was a minimum among boys. It tyro means I'm I'm just really glad that he saw me England squad because we, that means we have a chance if he starts the US um, <laughs> in that match. I mean Ollie Watkins is terrible. I mean they've got they've got high priced players that quite frankly should you know, look like first division players yesterday. It wasn't even close, and I love it. I mean, I'm not used to it, but I love it. You know, being able to enjoy a nice morning of football. Um, nothing, nothing bad to say, uh, say about them. It's nice to know you can play, give them an entire half, and still be able to, Comfortably get win match should have been seven. I don't know who, I don't know who Jacob Murphy's shooting coach, coach is, but he has, for some reason, him in the crossbar, him in the post. I mean, it's go up to the edge of the box and try to kick the post or the crossbar. Give, take ten shots and you might, it, you might hit four maybe he does it every time I mean it's amazing
0: he's just right. so unlucky he's so unlucky I'd love to know what the stats are for how many times he's hit the bar and post but um I-, I give him special praise James because he came on it's, it's sometimes difficult to come yeah. into such a fast flowing game mm-hmm. he came in and he just hit the level straight away and that- that's down to the coaching staff they've got everybody they know what job they're
4: doing as soon as they come on James he did well when he came on, he's just unlucky. And I I don't know what can, they can do. But if he hits one, that's all he needs is one goal. And just get, get him on a roll. Because I'm sure that's in the back of his mind every time he shoots. I mean, it's look at Miggy last year. It's just you knew – If he was going to take a shot, no confidence. It was going to – it was probably going to hit where the old pigeon was on the gallant, but – but but that – and also me my name in the match. He was unstoppable. His his link-up play with Bruno, especially second half, his runs, they had no answer for him. He could do he could do whatever he wanted. And that goal, I mean, Hal is the manager of the month, Mickey's the player of the month, and he gets the goal of the month. He has the same amount of goals as, as Holland this month. And if they don't if they don't get to, you know, have a clean sweep with that, then it's you know, it's just travesty. Any other points you wanna to make tonight, James? Yeah. I'm I'm kinda mad at Joe. I asked him for a a sure bet. I didn't need you anyway. I I went seventy percent on my NFL games, but I'm gonna get you a shirt, it says sob on the time with the sob being SOB, because you won't get your son of a you know what, but <laughs> I would love her. I'd love like. I'd love one tip. I'd like to add one soccer bet onto my Sunday, but Joe's He's being stingy.
1: I promise. I'll I'll share one with you. I'm just going down. I'm. I'm more disappointed with Steve because he said when our friend from America was coming on, I thought it would be Kevin, not you.
0: Um, <laughs> oh. Kevin is waiting. He is waiting. Oh, there you he go. Like then you yeah. like that? You're being kind to him because
1: it was his birthday at the weekend. <laughs> no, I won't, me And I'm, I'm, I'm well, sick of telling you as well. NFL, it's not a real sport. It's a wrong shape ball. You've got to stop watching it.
4: Well, apparently there's eighty-six thousand in London yesterday for two of the worst teams we have in the league. I mean, Tottenham and Chelsea that says something. That. Uh, I mean, the NFL, what you will have an NFL team in London within the next 10 years. So just get used to it.
1: I might be washing my ass.
4: Yeah, oh, whatever. <laughs> a hater. Such a hater. I mean, hell, I watch cricket.
0: Oh, don't watch cricket. DMAs. I like watch paint dry times that. 2020, maybe. But um, anyway, James, as always, we've got plenty callers coming on uh, tonight. I, so thank you so much for uh, giving up a, a little bit of your time to share your thoughts tonight, as always. Uh, and I'll be seeing Melly Barnes this week on set and I will pass uh, on your best. He's a happy chappy after another good win for Manchester United. Ask him what it feels like to be looking up at Newcastle. I will, I will. That'll be the first thing I say to him when I see him on Wednesday. <laughs> All right, James, take care, mate. Okay, Jimmy. Okay. Take Okay.
4: See you me. soon.
0: Bye-bye, bye-bye. Good to have uh, James on as well. And uh, hot on his heels in the green room was Alan. Good evening, Alan.
3: Hi, lads. I didn't think I would be honest too soon. Sorry. Yes,
0: you, you just came in behind James, mate. Uh, next up will be Donald. We've got Paul and then Kevin uh, tonight. So uh, good to see you, mate. Um, okay. Give us
3: your words of wisdom uh, well, for from the weekend's game. Well, I was actually there, Steve. I managed to get a ticket. Wow. And, uh, just, to, just to mention, Steve, I actually saw Paul Gallant at the game. So I wish him well. I only saw him for a couple of minutes. He came up to us and uh, he came up the ground and had a bit of uh, nervous tension because he said 4-0 on the show. And then he mentioned it was going to be only 3-0. But he got it spot on. So uh, good on, Paul. I said 2-1. Uh, I managed to get a ticket at the last minute, Steve, so I was over the moon to see the game live. Brilliant. Uh, Also, just a little mention, Steve, I don't know if you've been, but 50 years ago, I went, By 52 years ago now, I went to my first match, and there was a a father, his young son, and he said it was his first game, and, wow, another Newcastle United fan hooked. You know, I just remember it as if it was yesterday, Steve. Huddersfield Town, 1972 one. Would you believe it? Time flies. But the game, lads, first half, scrappy. Basically, anybody's, I had sweaty palms because I desperately wanted to beat these lot. And when Callum Wilson scored, I thought the game was over. That's the confidence, this defence, it gives me, Steve, too. It's absolutely unreal. Um, Second half, what a de- demolition job, lads. And I was sh- I was genuinely shocked how badly Villa collapsed, mind. You, especially after the second goal, generally shot. But uh, another point, lads, I, I, I know you, you mentioned it, uh, Steve, not to make it a Villa show, but I do go on a lot of podcasts and I went on the Villa podcasts after the game and since. And to a man, Steve, uh, I, want, I hope you might make a section in the three amigos because to a man, they all said on paper that their players were far better than ours. And I'm looking and I'm going, well, which ones on paper are better than ours? You could argue Lucas Dean if he was playing against Dan Byrne, but I go through each one and I'm thinking, what makes you think that on paper their players are better? You know, And I do think it should be a good section, Steve, before we play teams in the future, to name the, their team and our team and which players would you have in our team and vice versa. You know, But Villa on Saturday... I'm struggling to find a player that would get in our team, lads. Maybe he's the keeper, maybe he's the, but that's 50-50 with Pope now. Um, really struggling to find out because I, I couldn't put uh, Danny Ings instead of Wilson. Um, so you go, th- you, you go through the team and they're, they're very bitter, lads. But I do believe they've got a good manager. I really do think Emery will sort them out in time um, and that score. Cool. For enough of them, lads. Southampton to come. Another bad place to play, like lads. Don't want to put a damp down, but my record down there is absolutely awful. Keith Ruell will have a field day on Friday or whenever he's on, like uh, Steve uh, or Andre. Uh, I think we've only won three or four times in 30 years there, lads, and two of them have been the last three years. So, not a happy hunting ground, but I'm looking forward to it. Keep it going. Um, It'd be brilliant if we can pick up any sort of result, keep the pressure on, um, the teams up, up above, and especially like Liverpool falling away, they're under immense pressure. That's Jurgen Klopp's cracking up, Steve Joe. He's cracking up when, again. what's the odds of them getting sacked? Joe, what's the odds of him getting sacked? Must be getting a little bit more now. Yeah, he's clapping uh, the league. You know, I thought you know, again, this is the management of uh, Eddie Hill. Uh, it's just incredible I mean I thought Murphy came on the 20 minutes he had was one of the best he's ever played he mm-hmm. set up Wilson hit the crossbar hit the post himself done some lovely little touches for the 20 minutes cameo really hard, had and I thought there's a, a player that I've never thought was up to the quality but he's actually improving Longstaff starting to get the confidence because of the run in the side duel like he's mentioned before with Darren and that you know Um You know, just the first half, a few again, we would passes, but that would that include most people in the first half, to be honest, on both sides. Um, so all in all, could not be happier lads. Could not, I mean, people are talking about fourth. I'm just keeping me same position, seventh lads until we're in the final run in till we're in 30 games played where we've we're in that section of fourth, third, fifth. Then I'll change my mind, but. Brighton was probably one of the worst results of the weekend, in my opinion, beating Chelsea. But then again, was it, you know, uh, keeps them down. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And please lay off there, Bruno, lads. I mean, he's just had a baby. He's probably tired after having the baby, man, watching the baby for the last week. You know, he might have had his first, poor, poorest game for a while, but I can understand that if you've ever had children. You know, you're excited and it uh, takes a lot out of you, lads, feeding the feeding the baby. But uh, no, he's still a magician in my eyes, lads. Bruno, um, well, he was
0: still a seven out of ten at the weekend. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. doubt about it. The second half revival was was superb. He was he was yeah. great. But yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. You've got to take that into consideration and yeah. you people you know, forget
3: about people's you know family situations back at the ranch, boring football. You know people expect people to be robots and long make this run continuously. Sure, we will not I think when I'll be deciding that um, change my opinion of going higher in the league, Joe, Steve, it's Christmas because mm. we've been terrible at Christmas, Joe. If you look back in the records, Joe, I've been going to f- football matches on Boxing Day and I think I only remember two wins in 40 years on Boxing Day and we'll play mm. Leicester away.
0: Yeah. The last, the yeah. last time I went to Southampton, of course, there was a certain Chris Wood on the score sheet as well. Um, yeah. That miss uh, at the back no. end of the game—I mean,
3: yeah. I was
0: gutted for him, uh, Alan. I just want to see him get a goal. Uh huh. He needs that bit of a confidence boost, doesn't he? Because you know, I, I know that. I know fans aren't getting on his back because no. the team's doing well, but mm-hmm. you know when you're out and about in bars and pubs, etc., people do yeah. they, they do say, "Oh, God, just get rid of Chris Wood." But you mm-hmm. know, I, I just wish that had gone in for the lad. You know,
3: he's just the thing is, Steve. He's just a, a yard slow, to be honest. Uh, if you if you notice, Shelby came on. I'm not Shelby's greatest fan now, lads. I think the, the game's passed him by. Now I think he's thirty. I'd sell him personally um, because if you'd notice, he gets booked and he gets he gets sent off at times because it's always that you're too slow, lads, getting back. And in games like this, in modern day, you've got to be quick all the time. He's got the vision, lads, but to me, if Longstaff keeps playing well, his position is his until we get an upgrade. Um, be interesting to see what we get in January, lads. Well, what we'll we'll need. We we'll definitely need another striker without a doubt, in my opinion. And obviously Madison and Trusty, who we've been linked with again, them two, if we got them two, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant going forward. Um, you know, and long may it continue. Certainly certainly now, I I think um even now, lads in fifty two when I was talking to Paul uh, on Saturday. And um, this defence, if it continues, is probably, as a unit, I'm talking about that. We've had some good individual defenders. I started with Pat Howard, D.V. Craig, Bobby Moncur, Frank Clark. Um, and then were may four and Tommy Gibb is the whole midfielder, as you would see it in them days. Um, but they weren't in the same level as these lads. No, you know, and we actually had the
0: we, we actually had the luxury of taking what two center halves off as yeah, yeah. substitutes. I mean, I've never known that in any any of my yeah, years as a newcastle fan. Oh, I'll just take your two center halves off and just you know, it was just absolutely mental. Uh, it really was. Quick one for you, Alan. I'll ask you a question before I bring Dunlin, he's, he's the next caller on. Um, thoughts on who replaces Joel Linton? obviously got a yellow card, suspended for the next game. Um Eddie Howe's been very um Economical with the use of the players uh, He seems to like Longstaff and uh, Willock in there mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Is he going to take a chance at Southampton And maybe give ESM a start?
3: That is A million dollar question, Steve It really is um, I think I think He might be tempted to put Murphy in, I mean, to be fair um, And put ESM On for about 30 minutes mm-hmm. It'll be a bold move If he does sort ESM Steve and mm-hmm. try him out for sixty minutes to try and win the game in the first sixty and then who like they don't it hold on, mm-hmm. but because they're two both quick players, um it really will I would put ESM on to yeah. see how he goes. I really would to say we're going for it, lads, you know, don't be frightened and like you said, be brave. But uh it
1: might be it uh, it might be for me in terms of impact, because I yeah. agree. Murphy come on as if he'd been playing the full hour. He just hit the ground from the minute one he was at it. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if there's a sense of, hang on a minute, we've just seen Joe Joe Linton get booked. Mm -hmm. So I know next week there's a place in this squad. I know Sam Maximan's sitting next to me and it's highly likely that he's going to come on. But I'm going to give Eddie Howe something to think about here. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he scores that goal instead of hitting the bloody post all the time, you know, if, if he was to put goals in he'd be pushing that first team a lot more than he actually does. So for me, it's Murphy. And I think on merit alone, um, you know, don't forget he scored a goal not so long ago. He he, he, he put that performance in on Saturday. So I, I think it's going to be Murphy. Um, I'd love to see Ryan Fraser have the ability to come on and do that. Fraser kind of warms into the games, doesn't he? You know, he kind of creeps into a game. Um, but for me, I, I think on merit you know, you, you, he ain't going to change the midfield three. I don't think he's going to have a big swap around in the middle now because um, no. he seems to have found a bit of a magic formula at the moment. So, I, I possibly would. You know, yeah, it'll be Murphy for an hour, one, and then you'll see Sam and get his legs on for a bit.
0: Good yeah. point. That yeah, really good point. Uh, just before you go as well, Alan, uh, happy birthday to a player you will have seen, John Craggs today.
3: Oh, yeah, me! Any from the past? That's from the past, Steve. Yes.
0: Good player, yeah. Before my tank. but uh, yeah, happy birthday to John Crags. Alan. Got uh, three other lads to get on tonight. Sorry, lads, but but you. Alan. No, listen, always good to see you, mate. Um, I yeah. will endeavor uh, to let people know it about was, next week. So, uh, hopefully, it was we'll great have to this.
3: see Paul, Steve Paul Gallant. It was great to see him. Good yeah, stuff, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I bumped
0: into Paul as well. He even bought a raffle ticket of us. Uh, then did, he didn't win. Um, the raffle that was it that was like a comedy show in itself on Saturday, but I think that right. enough said about that, the better.
3: Well, let's right with Steve. Top well,
0: four. We, we will go Mr. to mystic Paul uh, after Dunnall. Uh, but for now, Alan, thanks very much. Thank for being you. Good Good you, Alan. Oh, no. Good to have uh, Alan on. Uh, Dunal, uh, welcome, sir. How are you?
5: Yeah. Uh, good evening. How uh, how are you, Steve? How
0: uh, good evening, Very good. Joe
5: as well. Yeah. Hello, all good. Enough. Good. A uh, quick question, Steve. Are you doing your own stunts in the film?
0: Uh, we have a fight coordinator, and yes, I am doing as as the good old Michael Crawford did uh, back in the day. With uh, some others <laughs> do have him, I am doing my own stunts. Notice I'm comparing <laughs> myself to Michael Crawford, not Daniel oh. Craig. Yeah. Red, uh, so yeah, red. but yeah, I am doing the own stunts. Uh, but it's oh, well, it's, oh, well. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. People will enjoy it. It's um it's not quite what people think. It's a modern day take on the story. But it come it'll be oh, out. It's worldwide distribution and Amazon Netflix Sky comes out in December twenty three. So uh, yeah, oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun putting something on screen, mate. So I'm absolutely to, yeah. Looking forward to seeing the end result.
5: Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, on Saturday, first half. Scrappy, it was like that scrappy opening round of a boxing match. Villa came to hold on, clinch, while we were trying to punch. We got the penalty. Great, great stuff. It meant Villa had to come out. Second off, it was like we basically, it was punches in bunches from us, and we floored them with the three goals. And I'll I'll just, you know, that's how I would sum it up. Yeah. One thing I I was a bit annoyed with was the um because I, I, you know player safety okay it was the opponent but player safety is paramount I don't I didn't get their club if their goal, goalkeeper was out like a light his his safety should have been paramount you know because he'd gone down twice clearly it wasn't right they should have acted quicker.
3: I you know, think you're right. Uh, I
0: mean, it was a strange situation. And obviously when you're sitting in the stand, Donald, and you can't yeah. really see what's going on, you just see somebody spread eagled on the pitch and getting attention. Um, and, and obviously, you know, because we can't see what's going on, there's not there's nothing on the screen that, that really can show us. Um, yeah, we, you, you think it's time wasting, etc. But it was quite clear by the TV footage afterwards that this guy was in yeah. serious distress and didn't know where the hell he was. And I think Alan Shearer's suggestion on match of the day, Donald, about having some kind of time out system where you can take somebody off for 10 minutes, they can they can go and be looked at, assessed properly, and then, you know, and so in essence put a player on. Um, Now the problem with this is you know, I'm not saying football, all footballers are going to abuse that, but you will get somebody somewhere who will maybe try and abuse that system. So Swing it's no got to be game. done. It's got to be done properly. It's got to be. A, yeah, you know, there has to be a sensible medical assessment that player needs yeah. to go off. And I don't. I don't. I don't know. It, it, that kind of decision done only gets sorted at the highest level. I.e. FIFA, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, I just, I just can't see it. But it was a great suggestion by Shiro, as Colin said. Yeah,
5: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely. And as, as far as performances go on Saturday, uh, um, I mean, J7 put in his usual, you know, top-notch performance in the middle. I mean, he, I, I think for most people, he's, he's becoming a favourite. And I'll tell you what, adding to J7, I do like Miggy. I mean, miggy has got that air about him. As soon as he gets that ball on his left foot, it's like, I've got this, it's going in. <laughs> you know? It, it, it's going to be a worldie. And you know, he, the kid smiles when he's playing. And you can tell he's like oozing enjoyment, you know, uh, from his football. And that's great to see. And uh, Murphy, I would say, as soon as he gets his first goal, he'll be like, Mickey. that confidence will come to score. So, as soon yeah. as goal number one goes in, numbers two, three, four will follow with with Murphy. At the minute, like a, like a good Jody, he's hitting the ball, but, you know, is <laughs> but uh, he's uh, he's 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 definitely uh you know it's he, a confidence it, well, thing, com- Joe, isn't it? with yeah, Mur- with, yeah.
0: with, with Murphy, yeah. I think at the moment, and Chris Wood, uh, they just need a little bit of a break. Yeah, of the stats. Yeah. I love the stats that they uh, Keith put in there. He goes um, no, no, it was I've lost it now, but it was the stats about twenty nine points in fifteen games. I think that Chris Wood had had. So that was.
1: That was pretty no, good. Yeah, really. pretty, pretty,
0: good. Yeah. pretty good
1: start. You just need that run at the rubber the green, don't you? I mean, take Murphy's strike alone. It, it's a cliche. Could he have hit it any better? He beat the goalkeeper. He whipped it, mm-hmm. and there yeah. it is, bouncing off the post. You know, and, and your heart yeah. goes up. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He was in the position. He, he was he was brave enough to take the shot on. He could have just squared it, yeah. or he could have gone backwards, or whatever. But that's the confidence that you're talking about. That's the Elmer on the tunnels talking about. You know. There's the goal. I've got the ball on me, right, on, on, on my correct foot, and I'm going to have a shot. Um, so, yeah, it will come. And you know what's nice? What What's nice is is that if and when that does come, there's another bloke in there who, who, who we know can score goals, and that's Joe Willock. He hasn't scored for yeah. God knows how long now. So if all of a sudden – so Wilson's your goal scorer. If all of a sudden one goes in off Chris Woods' backside – if, if Murphy can aim three inches to the left or right and stop it, <laughs> he'll score. Yeah. If Joe yeah. Willock finds his feet, you know, Bruno's weighing in with a goal. Joe Linton doesn't score anywhere near as much as he should, but he was there. You know, all of a sudden you've got goals in the side. And again, we've been over-reliant for years and years and years on A centre-forward to score A goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think all the top teams, what you tend to notice is as top teams develop, Goals just fly in left, right, and center from all over the yeah. place. Yeah, I still yeah. can't understand with the heading ability of Shah, Botman, and Byrne that our center halves don't score more. Um, but again, yeah, that'll come. Uh, you know, yeah. look at Wilson's goal. We've done a lovely little corner routine, I've never seen that before. The defender didn't know whether he was at the park or yeah. the pitches. Yeah, Mickey lovely little back, uh, back heel. Trippier puts it in, and Wilson's there. So, yeah, again. If we're starting to work on set pieces, hopefully the goals will come from the lads. So, yeah, it's it's it, it's great to see, isn't it? Just going back to the concussion thing, if I may, the bit about Shearer's suggestion. I get it; it's it's a wonderful idea, but for me, it's slightly disappointing that we have to get that far because a medic should be able to tell that somebody's knocked out. Yeah. Or something not right. Um, yeah. So all this, go and sit in the sin bin for 10 minutes and all that and let us do a thorough assessment. I'd like to think that if, you know, f- from someone in my profession or, or certainly someone in a medical profession, you can spot the concussion, you know there's a head injury, you know the guy's not right and that could have been really, really nasty, you know, the guy played Absolutely. on. Absolutely, yeah. He innocuously caught the ball. It was, a, it was a cross into the box, he caught the ball and the lights went out again. He didn't know where he was mm. and obviously had to come off. So, Maybe some questions just needed to be asked about the medical team there. Um, yeah, and how far definitely. does tactics, how uh, you know, how far are you willing to go to, to 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 keep a clean sheet or to get all the points, you know, while you're putting your players at risk. That concussion yeah. protocol was there for exactly that. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's failed him.
5: Definitely, yeah. I mean, other sports have it. Rugby, rugby has it. Uh, American football has it. So, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, just putting it in simple terms, Football is a contact sport, injuries will happen. Injuries yeah. happen, you mm-hmm. know, and you've got to have the the protocols in place to make sure the participants are, you know, that th- their safety is paramount. So,
1: fundamental basics, though, so, Donald, you're, you know, we're too busy worrying about what color the, the magic spray should be or, or yeah. measuring the yeah. Yeah, not you know the summit fundamentally yeah. basic isn't there about we've got a lad there who's clearly been knocked out yeah he's yeah, been absolutely. on the floor for 10 minutes don't forget um, yeah you know, let's look after him first before we start messing about with what colour the corner flags are
5: yeah, yeah. who cares about them who <laughs> Gives a monkey's bottom about the color of corner flags, isn't it? What you call it? It, it's you know, it's it's the players and, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the result at the end of the day. But hey, hey ho, roll on Sunday against Southampton. I, I think we can uh, do a number on them, and yeah. you know, we'll be sitting pretty.
0: Yeah, it's looking good Going into the uh, the, the World Cup break yeah. For Newcastle, fantastic And uh, yeah, then the Cup game and then Chelsea So uh, only a few games left But uh, definitely great stuff, Donald Thanks as always for popping on, mate uh, great, great to have your opinion mate look forward to seeing you soon yeah uh, yes, so before I bring Paul in Joe, just want to ask what your thoughts are on this BT asked the question what do you make of the report of the Newcastle uh, United Football Club fans against washing group are organizing uh, a protest outside St James's Park on Saturday the 12th of November uh, when will this ever uh, these ever tireless protests cease and Dark by design also asked the question, What does the panel think about the planned protests? I mean, I've had my say on it. Um, I think we should just ignore it. I think we, you know, these people are entitled to, to have their opinion and say what they want to say. Uh, but for me, I think anybody who sees anybody protesting outside the ground against a Chelsea game should just walk on by, as the song says. Um, and don't, don't interact. Just just leave it because mm. what we don't want is unnecessary scenes outside St James's mm. Park when things are going so well. Um, if it's going to be a silent protest by these people, let them get on with it. As I say, they're, they're more than entitled to their opinion, but um, I just find it a bit, you know, a bit, a bit annoying. But you know, that's my opinion. What do, what do you think, Joe?
1: I feel I, I feel exposed now without Hasty and Mitch I, I don't know where yeah. to go. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, listen. You're exactly right, Steve. We live, the beautiful thing about the democracy that we live in is you've got a free speech and you've got freedom to protest and say what you want about whatever you want. In the same vein, if it was a takeover uh, advocacy service that that we're kind of celebrating the the, the Saudis, then we'd be there and we'd be celebrating because we're behind the takeover, you know. Uh, Clearly, it's still a political minefield. Let's be honest, it's always going to be a political minefield for, for you know, for, for people whose who's politics kind of lead you that way. So, yeah, by all means, uh, feel free to protest what you want. You know, we've got people gluing themselves to roads. We've got people living in trees. We've got people, you know, gaffer taping themselves to, to goalposts or whatever. You know, they are making a point. I think fundamentally for me, it gets acknowledged. I'll glance over the road and say, right, there's the protest, fair play to you, you know, whatever. Uh, And then I'll go in, I'll I'll have six pints and I'll watch Newcastle beat Chelsea. Um, So, yeah, I I hope nothing spills over, Steve. I hope, you know, as much as we're behind the club and behind the takeover, we can respect other people's wishes uh, and and concerns. But fundamentally, I I guess like any other... um, you know, like any other political protest, if you like, you know, for me, is it going to change the end result? Is El Ramayan going to look out the window of the Milburn and say, Do "You know what? We're we're walking away." Then you, you you're right. Um, it's not going to be on that level. The takeover's through. The Premier League have signed it, and the board of the board. Um, so you know, protest away for all our for, You know, for all that care, people can protest every week um, as long as it doesn't. Affect that you know the atmosphere, it certainly doesn't affect the football match because what we don't want to do is have these things spilling inside the stadium because then you're looking at sanctions from the league and rule breaking and all the rest of it. So, as long as it stays outside St. James's Park, um, and as long as it's safe and nobody gets carried away and does something they might later regret, fair play, yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. Mate, good stuff, well covered. Okay, Paul, we're bringing you in next, and then Kevin, good evening, Paul. (laughs)
6: Very good evening, Lance. Very evening good Paul.
0: evening, yeah, one hundred percent. How are
6: you? I'm pretty good. Um, been up to Leeds today to pick mum up and my sister there in the other room at the moment, so you might hear a little bit of uh, background noise. OK, uh, that's good stuff. My sister up and downstairs and stuff like that. But, what do you think um, about Newcastle, then, mate? I'm sure we'll,
0: we'll not hear them. What, what, do, you, what do you make of Newcastle?
6: Well, um. Trip up was good, uh, even though it stopped down all the way. But um, like I say, I met you in the dog and Paris and uh, I, I burst out laughing to Lee when uh, the the draw happened. I was just I couldn't move for laughing. You know, I was like, I've never never had that before. So <laughs> S-
0: if anybody if anybody wasn't at the Dalcom just in the bridged version, um, usually with a raffle, you pick out a raffle ticket and you announce it and people then come forward and win a prize. I had to draw 15 tickets <laughs> out of that raffle bucket before we had a winner. 15 people had left the bar. Before it was done Absolutely hilarious But never mind We didn't get a winner um, For the booby prize um We didn't get a winner I just gave it away To somebody at the front Because I was that sick Of <laughs> drawing raffle tickets out It was taking up the whole day It actually took less time Reading out the team And the substitutes Than it did doing the raffle But anyway Paul It gave you a laugh Before you went up anyway And that was good
6: At least everyone had An opportunity to win <laughs> Yeah I mean I- I Ashes to the lads I says, like, we'll we'll walk a different route this time. And um, went to go, like, cut through towards Sir Bobby's Garden and uh, got to the top looking at the Strawberry Pub. And I was looking at the pub. I didn't see the fencing, you know, for that car park they've got at um, St. James's. And uh, as we went to walk up the road, there's a guy sitting there playing his guitar, and like, I can't kind of get through. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I had to go around, and um, went round on Percy Street to uh, Barclays, and then up that way. And I got a, a tweet this morning of uh, one of the program sellers. He goes, "Oh, I've seen you coming past us." He says, "Next time, can you pop in and have a say, have a like, uh, say hello and that." So that's the Chelsea game. That's when we're up next. All so, right. Uh, what did you
0: think of the game, then, Paul? After all of this palaver getting to the game. What did you well, think
6: of it? The first half. I've never had a first half like that in my entire life. It's it was stretched out, and the, the that keeper. Um. As soon as he went down, like your bag of hammers, get him off. Get him, like get the doctors and get him sorted. And, you know, the, the thing is, I mean, you you know Keith as well. Um, it, we need to give a letter to the Premier League because 10, no, sorry, 11 minutes where he was on line on the pitch. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's football, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. deuce, if there's an injury in rugby, it stops. And... Like I say, I mean first half was stretched, and I tried to record as much as I could, but um the result, wow. And for me, a dad and Amanda's anniversary, superb. I gave me letter to uh, Steve Hirsty at the food bank, give him give a little donation as well, because Christ. at the end of the you know that's what we're up for. I mean, I've, I've still got my me, me bet still holding it at the minute, top four. And as I say, we're coming up to that uh, unfortunate World Cup break. But the higher we are in the league, we've got a little buffer zone. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And that buffer zone is going to carry us through to say what? Late March or middle of March. And then it's up to the owners to turn around and go into the dressing room and say, right, however, let's push for whatever. I'm hoping it's top four.
0: Paul, as always, great to have you on. We've only got 10 minutes left, so I'm going to bring in Kevin. But Paul, thanks very much for coming on. And I'll see you at the Chelsea game, hopefully. Yes, you will. Good stuff, mate. Take care. Speak to you soon, Paul. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, and last but by no means least, um, Joe's favorite person from America is is (laughs) Kevin. By by the sound of it,
7: how are you? I'm I'm good, mate. How are you?
0: Very good, mate. Uh, Did you have a good birthday?
7: I still am. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, like I said, Joe's sentiment. I thought when you said a friend from America, I thought it was me, but next thing you know, (laughs) Jimmy. Well, Jimmy lives in Atlanta, he lives downtown and stuff so in the same state and in the same city so it's nice to see Jimmy on there and I was just giggling away in, with the football and the American football I was like yeah I've, I've acclimated well so I can understand his sentiments against Joe's comments we'll just say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good stuff mate what did you make
7: of the game then? Well a little uh, thing I was coaching I had the game and I missed the second half unfortunately the best parts of it to be fair but I watched the extended highlights you know so you know the like everybody said the first part was pity and villa came for what they wanted to get and unfortunately you know for well fortunately for us it wasn't successful so you know watching the extended highlights and watching other highlights from what we can from here and from NBC and stuff like that i thought it was just again once the first goal goes in it's just a matter of time of how many how many we're going to get you know and 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 I said to the missus, I said, look, at the end of the day, it's bringing back to, like I've told you fellas, it's, it's the, the Keegan era, you know, it's not how many, it's not when, it's how many at the end of the day. And that's that's the, end, that's the, the, the great thing about it, you know, you, you watch a game, it's like, okay when we're going to score first, okay? If we're, not that we're going to concede. If we concede, well, it's all right. We'll just respond and rebound and we'll go forward again. And it, that doesn't matter. We'll, we're going to get more goals. And I mean, the, the amount of chances we created, it could have, like people have said, it could have been six or seven or eight. I mean, it's ridiculous. But I would say... No, no, I would...
4: No, I am going to agree with you. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, like the predictions before a game, Kevin, are something which you know we do on a on a Friday night on the amigos and making a prediction is, is you know it, it's getting it's getting a bit easier now because we're actually scoring goals. Callum Wilson's been this, <laughs> has been, has changed things massively. You know, he's you know well, wrote, he's you know he's a talismatic
7: talismanic striker essentially. You know, he, yeah. he's you know he's a big lad up front who you can put a ball into you'll play it back to goal you'll be on the end of things in the in the six yard box he'll, well the second goal essentially is I've worked on that as a coach and I mean it's a simple google search by the way it's not rocket science you can just do a quick google of a corner routine and and it'll pop up on some whatever site it is so I've worked on that myself you know normally with my the players I work with it's normally knocked back on the ground but obviously with the level of players that we have it's dinked up into the air and we can get ahead on it just with regulations that we have here in the United States we can't head the ball at certain ages and things like that so we've got to manipulate the set play if you will yeah but I mean he's he's like I think the Migos said on and I see what the professionals um with Miggy, the way he's playing Callum Wilson's integral to that because he can't you know he's not Running everywhere, he does run everywhere. of Course he does. He covers every blade of grass. But at the same time, he's understanding his movement, his connection with Bruno, the the trippy relationship. But I I said this and I told my mom this the other day uh, after the game when because she still works in the Gallagher Club at at the stadium, and she missed two goals by the way. But then I was, <laughs> said sort of that. But you know, and I watched this in Atlanta, when he played for Atlanta United. I've seen this every week. I've seen this, how he played every week with um, Joseph Martinez, who's the main focal point of a striker. Laziest footballer in the world, but he'll score goals. But it's the way Miggy drifted in from the, from the, uh, from the right side and make an inside run. He's driving from middle as a number 10. And he was creating things and he was the best thing. He was the best player in the whole team. And that's why we bought him, obviously. But, you know, so I've seen that for years and I was just, I was just biding my time, biting my tongue and saying, you, you just watch and wait and see what happens when he gets actual goals, when he gets confidence, when he's playing in the right place. When, not that the smile can get any bigger, but when the smile gets bigger, you know, and he, he's just loving life and playing football. And that's what we all love to see, you know, I'm not saying he's better than ASM, but I think he brings more to the game than ASM might be controversial, but I think, he gives more. In a, yes, his creativity's improved. His output's improved. He um, could even ask and say, well, has Maxi done that? In the, in the same breath. But that's just my opinion. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd say it from different angles and say it because I think Maxi gives the ball away too much in the final third and all the rest of it. But, yeah, so I, I'm just living a dream, mate, and I'm enjoying my birthday weekend at the end of the day, you know, and my team won and won two in a row with... Jumping up the league and yeah, so repping them tonight and on. Well done. Well, yeah, yeah, This is what I do. This is my job. So I've got to, you know, promote them on here as best I can. You know, got a big broad base, so I've got to represent my club who I work for and, you know,
0: good stuff, mate. No, good stuff, Joe. What do you make of what Kevin's had to say tonight?
1: Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just going to ask Kevin. In terms of consistency, you talk about Miggie Almiron playing for Atlanta, and it seems like a long time ago now, but in terms of consistency, is this what he was like every week? Pretty much. I
7: mean, you know, you'd have the off day, but yeah. at the same time, but he was creating, you'd bring other players into play, he was the talisman. He was like Darren Eels, he was like the number one, first sign, first one of the first signings, you know, within the trades and stuff, what they do over yeah. here, it's like a complex process, but He was one of the first ones in. So he then you see the match camera to see the videos afterwards when Darren Eels embraced Miggy as if like the best mates. Well, yeah, because we were there from day one together. So I think that's had a lot to do with it. And I think he can fall on Mm -hmm. to him as well as saying, not dropping a phone call Mm -hmm. or dropping you know what I mean? So he he was like that regularly and he got MVP, league MVP well, Joseph Martinez got League best player for that season and we won the championship over here. But he was integral to why Joseph Martinez scored all those goals. He he, he just literally put, a, put it on the play for him every time. And he was just, you know, lethal in front of goal. But it was his work rate, his energy, he lifted the crowd. He, he You know, what we see now, he just had a, what, two-year hiatus, isn't you know, yeah. essentially. Unfortunately, he was bruised. You know, he just, he just didn't know where to play him. You know, unfortunately now seen just stick him in as a 10. Just put him put him somewhere where he's gonna be more effective. <laughs> not just def- not in not in a not in a defensive fight, far- not you know, when we played a five in midfield, not putting him as a left wing back or you are just destroying the player. So put him as a just off the forward, somewhere around in there where he can make things happen. Well, now we're seeing the fruits of that. Like I said, with the Callum Wilson thing is Wilson's the main focal point of the attack, like Chris Wood, and I believe you, Steve. I just, I, just, I was willing him. I just want him to score. He could go on off his horse end. I don't really care. I just want him to score. So you know, he, look, he, he's again, he's a big lad. He's a like a talismanic forward. He's back to goal type of forward, but he just needs that confidence to wear a goal. Something yeah. just there's something for him to go for his way. Not that uh, he's not a bad player, I don't think he's a bad player at all. I think he's just bringing something different. But if again, if you have somebody like that with Miggy and ASM or Murphy or whoever it is on the other side, or whoever would possibly bring in in the January window, then people,
1: people you know, talk about that, Kevin. If, if you think about we've got Sam Maximin's going to come back in and he will potentially. January's coming, if not the summer, you're looking at people like Madison, maybe. Yeah. Um, and we've also got a player called Izak, who cost us 60 million quid. Does Miggy Almiron stay in that team, though? That I would, to be honest.
7: I would look at the other side. I would maybe put Miggy out on the other side and put Izak on the right side. Just a thought. Not,
1: not play Sam Maximum.
7: No. Um really? I mean, look, he's some people love it. He's he's more, mate. You know, he he he's one of those ones. He's the maverick of the whole group and he'll give you brilliance. One look, fantastic. But at the same time I think he's more now where <clears throat> we'll spend sixty three million on Isaac. We've got Miggie flying, we've got Callum Wilson who's scoring now goals. He's what, six and whatever it is, six and nine or yeah. something like that, whatever the stat is. But now, if you've got somebody, I wouldn't play Isaac up alongside Wilson. I would keep it as a 4 3 3 and play Isaac either side of maybe vice versa, whichever you want to look at it, and bring Maxi on as an impact sub, you know, and not maybe offload him, but just see how obviously he's injury prone. He's, I mean, he's very tender. He's like a filet me on. I mean, he could snap it, you know, like Wilson. But again, it seems like his recuperation is further behind than what Wilson was. At the same time within the same injury, essentially, with his hamstring or his calf, whatever it is, you know, we'll pick up muscle injuries, but at the same time as well, you know, what's your recovery process like? Is what's your how your, your recovery time is that going to be beneficial to us going further forward?
1: Just it just shows you how people are built though, doesn't it? I mean Almiron's yeah. literally he's running around like you know, he's like you saying Bolt, isn't he, for for, for 70 minutes. Um yeah. and yet He's managing to avoid the hamstrings and the calf injuries and the you know the, the the tears and such like. So again, it's interesting to think about the makeup of a player because Sam Maximin, he's all muscle, isn't he? You know, he's he's a big, fine, strong lad. And Miggy looks like he's about four and a half stone, dripping wet, and yet it he's got he's
0: got hamstrings like elastic bands. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, but he's the uh, one. Uh, so yeah, some players are like that. It's um, it's incredible. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's the
7: physique of the player. So. Again, from my perspective, I would look at it as well. What is Isaac's recovery period time? You know, he's got a hmm. reoccurrence of, yes, yeah, yeah. so we spent £63 million on him. So how does that, what's his recovery time look like? I mean, we'll go in and give him longer until after the World Cup. Great. Integrate him into the club, get him into the Saudi Arabia trip, get him integrated into the team that way. But Maxi's been there. He's been done through all of that. And he's still flying off, to, getting off to France whenever and doing his own recovery. X Y Z looks like Isaac's stayed where he's meant to be, been in not. I don't know if he's been around it. Whatever, probably has. However, he's integrating how, himself properly.
5: How
0: made it, at the press conference, Kevin. So I'm, I, I'll interrupt you on this because at the press okay. conference last weekend, he did say about ASM, um, and for me, it alluded to the fact that previous recoveries, he hasn't maybe done things that he maybe should have done. Um, What he said was that he's been very pleased with the way that he has um, conducted his recovery. He's been doing two sessions at the training ground and a further third session at home on Mm -hmm. this occasion. So that would lead me to think that potentially in the past he hasn't done that. And that is maybe the experts at the club saying he's not doing really what he should be doing. So we're not going to get this sorted unless he does that. So uh, that was the, my interpretation. I could be completely wrong. Exactly.
7: Totally agree. That I, that's what
0: I read into it. That's
7: why it's comment what I said in terms of mm. his recovery process. Because I, I listened on a Friday when I can over here to listen to Eddie House com- press Conference because I think it's, it's eloquent. He'll give you what you need and he'll give information out. And we not read between the lines. It's like, okay, I understand what you're saying and it's, you know, mm. what this I what, agree this
0: with you I agree with you. I think uh, impact sub so Paul Challeton in the chat says exactly the same. ASM equals impact sub. So it's a good shout. Um and, and I think what we also have to remember is that um, all of these players at the club aren't necessarily going to be here in the next couple of years. And mm, exactly. you made the point about outgoings. There will be outgoings. We will have to get have to get used to part of this process of building the bastion of invincibility <clears> at <throat> St James's Park is going to be letting players go.
7: We can't hold an emotional connection. Yes, we want to hold an emotional connection to these players. Of course we do because they're playing in a black and white shirt every weekend and giving everything yep. for us. Absolutely. But unfortunately, football is a cruel game. Yep. It's, a bu- it's a business. It is what it is. It you know, be,
1: there, there can't be many other clubs in world football at the minute that you'd want to behave yourself and listen to your manager and listen to your physios. Because no, right. if, if, if it meant for me that I was going to go on and play in the Champions League and Cup Finals and God knows what for Newcastle United, as things are at the minute, or not particularly do, as I'm told, continue to be a maverick and end up, you know, playing for the, playing for the middle of the table French League side, um, I think I'd start behaving myself, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that's the
7: point. I think the pennies dropped because mm-hmm. the uprise of Murphy, I mean, I've had a, thing against Jacob Murphy every time he came on it was like, like, you know, you put your head in your hands it's like, oh no, what we're going to get, it's like a box of chocolates essentially, you just never know what's going to come out of it, but he's actually listened done what the coaching team are telling him to do and then improving him day by day, week by week and he's still can't score, but that's another thing, that's another debate for another day but again with Maxi, it's you have to do that too you just can't show up when you want you can't do what you want you can't just be isolated he's pretty much he's isolated himself and you know the stories were back in the what even pre-season when they were built new buildings and stuff like that he was parking his car and he left his car for the summer and he didn't move it and you know just stuff like that it was like oh come on son you've got to hmm. fit in with what's going on here and and again it's not it's not i not like a dictatorship with Eddie's house running, but it's my way or no way, or our way or no way. And this is how it's going. If you don't like it, well, guess what? We're gonna, you, you've got a bit of market value, which we can probably get some money for you. So it's up to you. If you yeah. want to be involved, be involved. If you don't want to be involved, guess what? There's a transfer window around the, way, around the corner and we'll quite happily sell you and we'll get somebody in who wants to be here. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. I tell my players that all the time. If you look, I don't waste my time. Don't waste the club's time. Don't waste you know, I I coach four nights a week, so don't just don't waste my time. So if he's gonna do that with the club and still get paid well, and not perform and play and get product and score goals and all the things that he said in terms of I'm the best player in the world, I'm gonna win the ballon d'or, you know, what he said in the past, whatever. No, you're not. And I'm sorry, you're not. I I think you're very impactful what you do and what you bring. But in terms of longevity, the Miggies, the Ezaks offer Wilson, even maybe a better forward than Wilson further down the road. You know, so I would build around that. And then the other midfield threes, another debate, I would, you know, I'll probably play Joe Willock in there and Jeff Murphy up left side and, you know, just, just, Tinker it a little bit of what he's already been with, what he's known, and what, and what he trusts. Because I don't think he trusts Maxi at this point, essentially. But you don't know what you're going to get.
0: Great stuff. Great crack, as always. Uh, yep. Tim me. Uh, <clears throat> great crack from Kevin. Uh, Kev, great stuff, mate. Enjoy the final throws of your birthday and uh, hopefully catch you on well, the Well, ha- it's Halloween tonight, so I've got to go Trumbling around uh, in the
7: state with the stepdaughters and stuff like that. So that's going to be interesting.
0: Well, Joe's got blanket to over the the doors yeah. and everything, so he's blocking the light out.
7: I'll, I'll just, I'll just turn, I'm turning all the lights off. I'm just going out the house, so nobody's <laughs> gonna be knocking on
0: my doors. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Kev. Keep it on. Anytime, warm, See you Yeah, soon.
7: yeah. Just let me know when you come back on, yeah.
0: Cheers, mate. Take See Kevin. care. Bye-bye. Great to have Kevin on. Uh, Donald says, really enjoyed listening to Kevin better than the pundits. Uh, and Cesare, in response to uh, Alan uh, saying that um, wood's going to be sold, says, I don't think wood will be sold in January. Eddie's been using Wilson sparingly, and wood has been useful for not exerting Wilson. He may have another injury, and how may need to rest Isaac, Great to hear from Kevin says Tom Yeah, it's always good to have everybody on So thanks to everybody for chatting tonight uh, It's been an absolute pleasure Joe, the Monday Club uh, We're going to go and shut the doors I need to go and lie down and prepare myself For being an evil, uh, violent psychopath tomorrow And uh, only joking That's an acting job It's an acting a, a, job Yes, live show tomorrow though 7 uh, o'clock I will be here with Jordy's here, Jordy's there tomorrow night. Um, There will probably be a pre-record Wednesday. Um, I will be live probably with Mac and Gibbo at 7 on Thursday. And the Amigos will be live 5 till 7 Friday. So it's not a bad week this week for uh, NUFC Matters Regulars. I'll probably stick uh, a George Mitchell special on, on Wednesday night for everybody. So you won't have uh, a night without NUFC matters. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, well, we'll get back to the drone board and let you know exactly what's going on with that. But, Joe, as always, pleasure, mate. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks and very, uh, everybody else in the chat, all the moderators, take care. See you tomorrow night. Take care. See you, guys. A big thanks to all our sponsors, starting with skips and bins, telephone zero eight hundred twenty five 3. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Uh, thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals. You can find them at three oh four Old Durham Road on Gateshead. Uh, telephone 0191 Or email Darren at Darren dot uk or the website Darren Baldwin Funerals. Dot UK. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists. Their website is the gohd.com. And thanks to three property investments who specialize in sourcing investment properties for their clients who are looking to invest in the Northeast. They offer a full in house service from sourcing the deals to managing the properties for you. They've done over 100 plus deals in the past 12 months for clients all over the UK. Give the guys a follow on Instagram, matty.patter underscore northeast property and phil.reed underscore northeast property or email phil at 3property.co.uk should you be interested in getting a good property deal. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can order them by going to the website, mrvickys.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Thanks to the guys at Blow Hole Brewery. You can find them at blowholebrewery.co.uk. Got a vast range of beers. They're a new brewery company uh, and their cans are suitably uh, addressed like the Jolly Juicier in the strips of Newcastle United from the 90s. Big thank you to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things and the qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls Newcastle and the guys who run our website. If you want to subscribe, then hit the subscription button. If you want to hit the likes, then hit the thumb up and please share to your uh, social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and the rest goes up 24 hours after the show has finished. If you want to join, well, you can click join underneath the video and become a member for a small fee. If you want to pay the £25 fee and get a cup, a pen, a scarf, a membership card and entry into the monthly draw, and go to the website, NUFCMatters.com, and click membership or use your smartphone on the QR code, which will take you straight there. We also give you a free car sticker if you're a subscriber. Simply email John at NUFCMatters.com to claim your free car window sticker today. We also support the food bank on here, NUFCFansFoodbank.co.uk, is where you can find the match day bucket and make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. We still do a lot of events in and around the region. If you want to see Super Mac, Pre-match and after-match, you can go to the Dog and Parrot in Newcastle and uh, hear Malcolm give his views on the uh, game and uh, and listen to what he has to say about his career as well. Always a great afternoon. Kids are welcome. Good food, good beer. And get yourself into Pumphrey's. Uh, you can always see John Anderson and John Gibson in there pre-match on the Cloth Market in Newcastle. A couple of events coming up in 2023. An evening with Peter Beardsley, Friday the 10th of February at St. Dom's Catholic Club. You can get the tickets direct from the venue. And Peter Beardsley is also at the Tyneside Irish Centre on Friday, February the 17th. Tickets available from Woucher for that one. Get yourself on the Woucher, make a cracking Christmas present for any Newcastle fan. Also an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford. Friday the 2nd of June 2023 at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. Uh, Tickets for that are available from www.healandtool.org.uk forward slash events. And if you fancy a Christmas jumper, get the Bruno Christmas jumper from nufcmatters.com.